Hey guys, I'm Trent. And I'm Garrett. And we're Critically Awesome. I'll be back. Good evening, ladies Welcome back, listeners, and Happy New Year. This is Season 2, Episode 17. We had an awesome last episode with our guest, Josh Beepert, while we were on vacation sailing on the Carnival Dream. Go and check it out on our website, criticallyawesome.net, or listen to it on your favorite podcasting app. In this, this week's episode, we will be celebrating the start of a new decade. We will be discussing some of our favorite movies and TV shows that came out in the year 2019 the flops that we watched, and our favorite episodes that we recorded this past year. All right. Uh, wow, Garrett, it feels like it has been forever since we uh, have done a podcast. Yeah, I know. That's what I was just saying. Like, man, it felt like forever ago that since we'd done – I mean, we haven't done one since uh, the since 2020, essentially. I mean, we haven't done one this year yet. This is the very first one. Very first podcast of this year. Actually, we've got a couple uh, cool things that happened in this last year of the year 2019. Should we go ahead and share those, or should we wait on that? Oh, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and share those. So, uh, 2019 fun facts about Critically Awesome. Uh, we published 15 episodes in 2019. Uh, the first one was Season 2, Episode 1, Back in the Saddle Again. That was published on February 11th and was... Uh, and our last episode was Season 2, Episode 15, From Russia with Love, published on December 4th. So I guess the question would be, uh, did we improve this year, or have we stayed the same? I think uh-huh. we improved, definitely, um, with the whole uh, becoming part of the podcast mo. Uh, that helped, I think that was a lot of improvement, because uh, we got to meet, get have a lot of awesome guests on our show uh, from podcast mo, like Chris Cowan, Cowan uh uh, Kyle Foshi, uh, and then we we're getting a lot more in the works as well, you know. And also, I mean, last our last season, season one, only went to technically six episodes because we actually had one episode that was missing. Um, but mm-hmm. so I mean, we doubled our episode numbers, which is awesome uh, for 20, mm-hmm. 2019, definitely. But uh, this season's gonna uh, we'll have one more before the season. Uh, ends uh, for episodes wise so i mean we doubled our episode number for seasons which is really awesome definitely uh in the year 2019 the most popular episode of critically awesome was season two episode seven stranger than fiction published on july 18th and it was downloaded 60 times uh so i guess this kind of rolls into something that we're going to be talking about later on but we can go ahead and ask it now what was your favorite episode that you recorded uh so i have a couple of them uh that were some of my favorites uh definitely yeah, definitely uh foshi uh a star wars story was probably one of my favorite ones that we recorded uh, it was like a, that I was, mean, a, it was a two fun. two and a half hour long episode where we just got to geek out about star wars with a uh, kyle and and it was anytime we get to geek out about Star Wars, that's like the best episodes ever. Yeah, it so. was just a, it was a really opposite, op, awesome episode. And if you guys haven't heard it, definitely go check it out. Um, it's a really good episode. We talk about the uh, the sequels, and um, we go through them, review them what? a little bit, and then also kind of what we thought about uh, what would be happening in Rise of the Skywalker uh, before it came out, of course. 
And we'll get into that here in a little bit, too, about Rise of Skywalker, I'm sure. Um, also, <clears throat> another one of mine is uh, when we did uh, our podcast with Oh My Geek podcast, uh, Highland Highlander 2 OMG versus CA. Uh, that was a really good one. Um, we kind of did something that we've never really done before, uh, which was the... Uh, poorly explained movie plots. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed it because I I enjoy listening to their guy their guys's podcast, and it was really cool get, having them on there and just uh, getting to be able to do something that we normally don't do kind of thing. Yeah, I enjoyed that one too. My favorite ones um, was making bad guys look good. That was one of my favorite ones. Um, we that was where Tiffany was a guest with us, and uh, we had a very great marital dispute about Gaston and if he really is a good guy or not. And you know, I'm still holding true to that, and we're still tech. We are still bringing that up to this day uh, that Gaston is a, is a good guy, but she still thinks that he's a, a prick or whatever. But you know, I think you whatever. lost honestly, but. Uh, I mean, it's all in the in the song Gaston. That's that's my argument. You don't have to listen to anything else. I mean, the town loves him. He's he's he could have been the governor had he not been killed by a dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got killed by a dog. Uh, so I, how good is he? <clears throat> well, it was a beast. So you know, just now, now you're changing. Beast. Now you're changing facts here. Listen, facts don't matter. <laughs> um. Another one of my favorites was uh, from Russia with Love, and that was with my buddy from Moscow. His name is Bislan. Uh, I can't say his last name because that's too Russian for me. And I, I really enjoyed that because Buzz was one of my really good friends when he was over here from Russia, and I was a manager over at uh, CeCe's Pizza. Um, he really made my time there a lot better. And anytime I get to talk to him, he's he's uh, gr- he's always funny. He always makes me laugh. And... Um, when he was over here, actually, people were claiming that he was the Russian Garrett because of how close we got. But you know, no one, nobody can, no one can replace me. <laughs> Not even from Russia. Um, and then I think my all-time favorite one that we had was um, "Critically Awesome" on the high seas. Yeah, that that was that was a fun one. I that was probably the most fun to record because. It, we got to we got to was. be next to each other, which only has happened once really since we've been doing it on doing this whole audio thing, um, mm-hmm. which that was the hashtag winging it, winging it one. Um, yeah, but that was a lot of fun. But yeah, it was just a lot of critically. Fun. I mean, we were we were on vacation. It was nice and chill. We had a couple drinks in us, so um, a few more than a couple, I guess. Uh, we had you know. Just relax. So our mouth, my mouth, was a lot more loose than normal. So um, it was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it because we had you, we had our uh, our buddy Josh Beepert, and um, we announced Destiny's pregnancy on that one. So you know that was that was a lot of fun in my opinion. And uh, I definitely look forward to doing that. I type uh, something like that again. Well, not in the near future. It's going to be a while, but you know, I'm I'm looking forward to doing something like that. Yeah, definitely. So, let's see. Right on into the next uh, critically awesome fact of the year. I like that. That's cool. <laughs> um, in twenty nineteen, critically awesome was downloaded one hundred and twenty seven times from uh, Boardman, o- Oregon. Uh, that is our most popular city. So, our most popular city is Boardman, Oregon, which is kind of cool. Figured it'd be Branson or Kansas City. Um, so, uh, where do you listen from? 
uh, let us know in the comments below or whenever on our Facebook. Uh, also in 2019, fans of Critically Awesome Awesome listened to listened most using Stitcher and Apple Podcast uh, apps. What uh, is your favorite app for listening to podcasts on, Garrett? I listen through uh, Apple Podcasts. That's what I do. I have an iPhone. Um, I really like the platform with Apple Podcasts, so... Mine's through Stitcher and through Spotify. That's where I listen to my podcast at. Um, that's like the Office Ladies and uh, Ear Biscuits. I like listening to them through uh, Stitcher and then Ear Biscuits through Spotify. Yeah, it's um, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts are kind of the big guys, I feel like, because everyone wants to be on Apple Podcasts as well as Stitcher. Stitcher, though, you actually have an option to where you can make your content premium where they have to pay for it. Um, which mm-hmm. is kind of a cool thing. Because there's some podcasts I listen to where they make it only a Stitcher premium thing where you, can, you have to pay to listen, you know? Yeah, but we're not that cool, so we're not going to do that. Not yet, at least. <laughs> nah, I don't think we'll ever do that. There's no need for that. We're going we're gonna to be free for everybody. Um, let's see. In 2019, Critically Awesome published 15 episodes totaling about 17 hours of content. That's 1,034 minutes or 62,075 seconds for your listening listening pleasure. Um, in 2019, the shortest episode of Critically Awesome was Season 2, Episode 15, From Russia With Love, uh, at 46 minutes and 18 seconds, while the longest episode was Season 2, Episode 13, um, Foshi, A Star Wars Story, totaling at 2 hours, 10 minutes, and 9 seconds. So, do you prefer prefer shorter or longer episodes? Uh, are you talking to me? Yeah, uh, we'll talk dep- to you and then also to our, it dep- our listeners. Uh, it depends. Um, like I listen to a podcast called Critical Role, and they're like three or four hour podcasts. But also, I enjoy the twenty or thirty minute podcasts as well. So I'm kind of I'm not different and different about either one of those. I like both. Yeah, for me, I am more of the. I don't really like super long episodes. Like that one that we did with Foshi, that one was about the max I would go for listening to a podcast. I, it's got to be an hour or less. And we, that's why we try to keep ours that, you know, that length of time. Um, there was one that I was listening to that lasted for like six hours long. Um, and I listened to most of it because well, you know, my, my boy Leo Gets Plays was on that, and so was uh, his buddy Mr. Kel TV. They were on this podcast for um, with this guy whose name is I Bleed Gaming, and he also hosts a podcast, I think once a week, I think. And he had those two on there, and they would just kept talking and talking and talking, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is really cool. They're going to wrap it up soon, maybe. And kept going and going. I'm like, good God almighty. I mean, they had, like, good content to keep you, you know, engaged. But I just got, kind of got bored of sitting there and listening. And, you know, you know, if it's too long, it's just, you know, you, you can't, you, I mean, I don't get any enjoyment if it's over two hours long. So, but that's just me. So that kind of goes through some of our, our stuff through our, our outline, too. Like our... Uh, anyways. Um, but yeah. Garrett, do you have any shout-outs you want to mention? Uh, no, I do not. 
other than, of course, Cameron Mackey, our one and only Patreon. Yeah. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, kind of a cool little plug, we got a part of a new uh, podcasting website that helps promote other podcasts called Kyrie.fm. It's kind of like Podcast Mo. It's a one-stop shop for podcasts and stuff. I don't know much about it because it's in the beta testing stage right now, but there's like 37 podcasts on there right now, I believe, and they're from all around the globe, really. So uh, it's kind of a global, a nice global website for a bunch of podcasts to get together, and who knows, maybe we'll collaborate with some of them one day. I, I don't really know too much about Kyrie FM. I kind of just signed us up, got us on there because I wanted to... Uh, you know, expand our viewers or listenership. So, Kyrie.fm slash critically awesome. You'll find us there. Also, podcastmo.com. It's your one stop shop for podcasts all around the state of Missouri. Uh, there's about 50 podcasts on there, and we've, we have gone through a bunch of those guys and have enjoyed every single minute of their company. When, when they are on our podcast, and I'm really looking forward to being on some of their podcasts. Yeah, definitely. That's what. Uh, like I said uh, earlier, we uh, for this next coming season, we're gonna try getting some more guests, you know, from Podcast Mo, and maybe hopefully be like Trenton just said, be on uh, some of their podcasts, which would be really awesome to be a guest instead of the host. We're really looking forward to getting a part with uh, some of uh, our friends from Podcast Mo that we've been trying to get uh, on board with for a while. They took some time off and then they came back, which is awesome to hear uh on that note we're going to go ahead and roll right on into our at home recommendations garrett why don't you go ahead and get us started on that? all right guys well um i'm sure if you have been on any social media in the past like couple weeks um you have seen there's a lot of uh witcher stuff going on uh and so it's a netflix original it uh it stars uh, henry cavill in it and i really enjoyed this uh this show it's high fantasy. I mean, it has awesome action in it. Uh, great, I think a really great storyline. I'm really excited to see what they do with season two, especially the the ending of season. How that end to a season one, the pretty big cliffhanger. I felt like, um, and so I'm really interested to see where they're gonna go with this. Uh, I give that like a 95 critical potatoes, guys. Definitely, if you have Netflix, give it a try. Oh, yes. Give it a tr- give I, it a try. I highly recommend it. I'll agree with you. It's a really good show. I was very confused at first uh, with The Witcher. Uh, it's something that Tiffany and I both watched together because she loves fantasy films. Did she like it? And so she loved it. She absolutely loved there's, it. She, did you uh, tell her there's books it again? Yeah, there are books, and and uh, I haven't really looked into them too much. Um, I knew that they were a video game because I wanted to play them for a long time, but I just never really got them. All right. But yeah, I I don't know if I'd give it a 95 um, because of how confusing it is and how hard it is to follow. I'm actually going to give it like a probably about a 79. What? Potatoes. Yeah. It was too hard to follow. I You, you know, like and, complex and took, things. You, I like complex things, but like that one was like way out there. Like, it, it made me kind of like, I, the whole time I'm like, so is that his daughter? Is that this person? Is that this person? What the fuck's going on over here? I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. Give me some some details. I need some juicy deets. 
So and and I wasn't even sitting there scrolling through my phone watching through it. Most of the time I was actually engaged trying to figure out what the hell was going on the entire time. So due to the just I don't know, I don't think it was wrote very well. I, so I'm going to give it a 80. I I don't I don't believe that. I I think like it the, I love the, the action. Time, I love the, the action. I love the fantasy part of it. I love the the, the timeline the, of it. It's a little confusing. Stuff in it. Yes. But That's exactly yeah, the, the timeline, timeline like, but it the fuck finally we, like they need to have it finally starts to get, like, about mid-season. It starts to actually start. You start understanding how the timeline works, because before you didn't yeah, before you I, didn't know there was actually two different timelines. Yes, yeah, so that was annoying as hell. I didn't think it was. I thought it was actually really I mean, cool. Granted, how they, at the same at the time, end, I was they, like, "Oh my god, that's really cool." There's two timelines. Wow, that makes so much sense now. But you know, like, I've I've liked that. Why actually. leave the person? In, why would you want to be left in confusion that entire time? I mean, granted, you're binge watching it because it's Netflix, and you can't. You know, it's not like Disney Plus, where they're like, <laughs> "We're going to give you little bits of time so that you can stay with our streaming service for longer." No, I I enjoyed I enjoyed that aspect of it because it it kept it interesting as well. Eh. I'm glad that we have something that we uh, can disagree on, and we're not uh, totally on board with each other. This that is, happens this a lot. Like a great podcast. Um, then, I, uh, of course, we both watched uh, Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, I I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I need I to see it again it. to really kind of get too. a full grasp of it because a lot of crap went down on it. So much that honestly, I think either some of it should have happened in. The Last Jedi or a whole nother freaking movie because there's a lot of crap that got dropped in this one one movie. Uh, but I, I give well, it 85 critical potatoes. Uh, 85? Yeah. yeah, and the reason why is, for one, I need to watch it again. Um, and two, I feel like they left open a lot of freaking doors and not closed enough. And it just, I don't know, it, it now that I keep... After I've seen it, you know, after I've uh, thought about it, after seeing it for so long now, it's been a couple weeks, it's just been, there's a lot more questions that they just left open or were never answered. Like, I mean, hopefully, maybe we'll get some answers, maybe from The Mandalorian. Um, You know, it just, that's at least some rumors I've heard as well. But I I enjoyed it. I just need to watch it again to kind of get more of a true baseline of how I really feel about this one. You know, I I loved the movie. I thought it was a perfect ending to a saga. There's over 40 years of Star Wars that J.J. Abrams had to close on. And so, just like with Endgame, but that only had 10 years of movies and 20-plus movies there. I actually had twice as many movies. <laughs> yes, just like with Endgame, you're going to have a lot at the very end of the of that saga. You know, it's the closing of a book. Now, are they going to open it again? Probably not. I hope not. I hope they leave it a mystery because that's what makes a good movie, in my opinion. What makes a good movie is at the end of it, you use your imagination to figure out what happens next. You know, it's not a series of movies that explains one subplot in this in this particular movie or you go back to here and this is – I mean – it's the marvel formula it's successful it's copy and paste uh it's in just like what quentin tarantino has said and several other really good movie makers have said it's lazy movie making it's it's hollywood's getting lazy and it's kind of disappointing and i'm getting off topic damn it 
But um, now I'm not saying it needed to answer everything, but there are things that I I asked someone what what they thought about the new movie, and they felt like it was too Disney-ish, where everyone was being brought back to life just to move the plot forward. And I agree with that. I can I can see what they mean by that. Uh, but it what I what I really liked about the movie the most was the new use of the force. Yeah, I I agree with that. How I they like have the, broadened like the, the use of the force with with teleportation of objects with force healing. I loved that. Which by the way, it was uh, introduced in the Mandalorian, which is uh, all the Star Wars fanboys like wet dream. But they shit on the saga, and and it doesn't. It just blows my mind. But and I I loved what you, it. What are you talking about? Shit on the saga. Well, everyone shits on the saga. Like they don't they don't shit on the original episodes unless it's uh, the the Return of the Jedi because of the Ewoks. But dear God, if you ever talk bad about a New Hope or the Empire Strikes Back, and you ever say anything bad about that, you are uh, not a Star Wars fan. But Fuck the prequels, fuck the sequels. All I like is Star Wars Episode Four and Episode Five. And if you vary from that storyline, or if you vary from this, and if you don't go straight to the to the legends and all that other stuff, and, and instead of you know creating a new universe and and making new stories like what Disney did for Star Wars, I think it's fantastic. Granted, I don't like the Last Jedi because it was boring as hell and it didn't make any sense at all. Um. As long as it's engaging and it makes you feel good, and it's it's Star Wars. Yeah, for God's I, no, sakes. I agree with it's, that. That's why, I mean, that's why I keep talking well, about. What Otherwise, pisses me off is all the fucking fanboys out there who piss on this movie, yeah. Rise of the Skywalker, because it completely retconned the Last Jedi right after they completely uh, completely bitched about the Last Jedi not making any sense and it was stupid and everything like that. Why they need to fucking take that out of uh, canon and everything like that. And then guess what? J.J. Abrams comes in, and he swoops in and, and answers all of our questions. It was a fan service, of course. Yes. He swoops in. He helps us figure out, you know, the backstory behind Snoke. He is a force projection, basically, of Emperor Palpatine. He was a puppet of Emperor Palpatine. Um, Spoiler alert, but yeah. <laughs> what, it's, you haven't seen it now. I know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's been yeah. a while. But... We'll we'll have to you, we'll have to do an episode of Rise of the Skywalker. I feel like maybe after we we will rewatch it again, both of us we'll have to kind of talk about it. Yes, we will we will go in depth with Rise of the Skywalker. We're going to bump my Joker episode, and we're going to talk about Rise of the Skywalker because that movie needs to be discussed in depth. I agree with my passion. Uh, <laughs> um, so I get like I said, I get that about eighty five potato critical potatoes. It was good. I enjoy. I really enjoyed I give it. it. I give it a 92 okay. on my critical potato skill. Uh, then I watched uh, Lost in Space Season 2, which is on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. I, I, it was really good. I enjoy I enjoyed that kind of um, science fiction movies uh, or TV shows as well. It's uh, It was really good. Um, very uh, It kept me off my seat a lot of the times because you don't know if they're going to be able to get to where they needed to be. Uh, I gave it 88 critical potatoes. It was a solid season. I wanted to watch it, but they didn't give me a recap on what happened last season, and I totally forgot because it's been. Yeah, I know it. I, I thought it did. So, I thought I feel like it did give me a recap. I tried to watch. I watched it, and it went straight into the episode. I was like, "What the fuck happened last year? I forgot." It's been a year, and I've watched a lot of TV since then. <laughs> I'm not gonna rewatch the entire season one. 
just to get caught up. Yeah. Uh, I so. watched uh, Sound of Music for the first time. Uh, Sarah. Sa- yeah. Uh, Sarah uh, showed me. Uh, we watched it one time when we were together. And I actually really enjoyed it. Um, it's based off a true story. Uh, and I gave it like a 90 critical potatoes, man. It was really good. I like it wasn't. Or it was definitely over the top. I mean, it was. I mean, it's sound of music, but it. It's like that over the top. That's really damn good. I mean, I highly recommend anyone who enjoys musicals for the the sound of music. It's a solid movie. <clears throat> and then I watched uh, Crown season three, and I give that a uh, eighty critical uh, critical tales of eighty. Um, they changed all the main actors and actresses, uh, so it was kind of hard to get used to for the first couple episodes. Uh, and for anyone that doesn't know, The Crown is about Queen Elizabeth II, which she is uh, currently the longest reigning uh, ruler, monarch in history. Uh, and it kind of goes through her life, and it's it was really good. But the fact that they changed every single character, it made it kind of hard to follow at first. Um, so that's why I gave it an 80. And then I watched uh, Six Underground, which stars um, uh, Ryan, yeah, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. It's a... Um, who, who directs Transformers? Michael Bay. Michael Bay. It's a Michael Bay <laughs> production. So you you'll know there's a shit ton of action and a lot of a lot and of a lot of explosives, but so I, so it's like Quentin Tarantino but explosions yes instead of blood yes uh and so the premise of this movie is that there's this group of people that they have essentially gone off the radar where they go in and do things that the like the US government is too scared to do because they don't exist anymore because they all kill themselves essentially they don't they don't exist anymore and uh, Ryan Reynolds is the kind of lead guy of this uh, group and it was like I was I, I watched it because I needed something to watch for like about two hours or so when I was doing a um, bicycle ride indoors and it, there was actually some really funny parts in it, and I I enjoyed it. It was it was a good action movie, you know. Is it, it was just straight up action. Uh, I give it eighty critical potatoes. I, it was good. I mean, not too bad. You know, it was not bad at all. Um, I didn't know. I I was thinking like this looks like a Michael Bay movie though, because some of the explosions were a little ridiculous. Uh, and and then you find out. Yes, I didn't know that until the very end. And then the piece de resistance, uh, the Mandalorian. Uh, which is yes. a Disney Plus original. Original. And, man, this is like where you have Star Wars and Western meet, and then they had some hot, steamy sex, and this is what you get for, for The Mandalorian. Ooh, I, I like know, that. right? I just. <laughs> hot, steamy snacks. Snacks. Hot, steamy snacks. Hot, steamy snacks. Popcorn. I give it 95 critical potatoes. Um, if not 98, I mean, it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I cannot wait to see what they do for season two. Um, I mean, Kevin, uh, not Kevin Faggy, um, John Favreau did an amazing job directing this and producing it. And don't forget about Dave Filoni. And who? 
Dave Filoni. No, and him too. Uh, he's uh, He did Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars The Clone Wars. He's basically like a Star Wars god, yeah. just saying. Yeah, it, it was, it was mean, really like, enjoyable. It's like George Lucas and then Dave Filoni. It, it was so enjoyable. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've met anyone yet who has watched it who has not enjoyed it. I don't. I don't know about you. Have you came across anyone? I haven't met anybody who hasn't enjoyed it, but I know of some people who don't like Baby Yoda. So there's some people who don't like the wee Baby Yodes, and I don't know if I can be friends with that person anymore. <laughs> Dude, the the In ending. In fact, he said his favorite part. The ending of. He said his favorite part was whenever uh, the wee baby Yodes gets punched. Oh, man, that's horrible. Uh, the ending, the <laughs> ending of the season one was amazing. I it was a great, great I, uh, ending for the season. I fangirled definitely hardcore when I saw the dark saber. Oh, spoilers. Um, my critical potatoes on that would be ninety nine. And it would be a, a hundred potatoes, but they punch the wee baby yodes. Um, <laughs> and you don't fuck with the wee baby yodes. But um, no, I absolutely loved... Um, that last episode was directed by Takawakiti too, which was fantastic. Um, if you don't know who Takawakiti is, he is Korg on Thor Ragnarok. He also directed Thor Ragnarok. Uh, he is also the uh, assassin droid who ends up turning into a nursing droid uh, in that in that uh, series too. So Takawakiri is an actor's director, and I love him. He's probably one of the top directors I absolutely love, especially modern directors. So, um, so rolling into mine. Uh, of course, The Witcher, Rise of Skywalker, Mandalorian. We've all talked about that already. Uh, I started watching this show on Netflix called You, and it is a very intense thriller. And he, this ma- this guy, um, follows this girl around and and basically wins her affection. In, but he does it in the worst way possible by stalking her constantly. And he ends up saving her life after she gets drunk because he's been stalking her. So he he finds her, picks her up, uh, like saves her life off the train tracks. She thinks she loses her phone during that time, but he ends up taking it. So and you know he's basically stalking her as a modern stalker would, not just st- uh, standing outside of her house with binoculars. He does do that too, but um, he does it in a way that everybody normally does already like goes to her facebook goes to her reddit goes to her twitter feed and all of her emails and now that he's got a thing of his on of her phone she's got it um copied you know she's got her phone connected to the cloud and so because her phone's connected to the cloud and he has her old phone he can see all of her old text messages he can see all of her recent phone calls everything like that so he's been stalking her through that also so it's very creepy and very suspenseful. Uh, he says he kills people to better her life and to make everything better for her and for them, actually, he says. They stay together, They and they have this weird egg-shaped, like, eggshell love, basically, to where it can fall apart at any moment. And it is, it is probably one of the best uh, 
series on Netflix that I've seen. Uh, on my critical potato scale, I'm going to give it a good uh, 90 out of 100 because it is just intense. Season 2 just dropped and I just started it. And, you know, that's there's been a lot of memes about you on, on Facebook as well. Um, so... If if you want it, if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it, Garrett. I know that you and Sarah will actually like watching that as well, so definitely give you a chance. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, we uh, we so. might give it a try, definitely. And then I watched the mind fuck of a movie called Inception. Oh, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, it, of course, has got Leo, Leo in it, and. Uh, he travels through dreams you know there's honestly if you haven't seen Inception by now it came out in 2009 what have you been doing have you been living under a rock it's one of Christopher Nolan's best films in ever you know so Garrett I know you've seen it what are your thoughts uh, of course I want to give it a 90 out of a 100 on the critical potato scale because it's one of my favorite movies of all time Um, I, I like it I haven't watched it actually in quite a few years I feel like but yeah it's on Netflix. It's a it's a good movie, but it's one of those movies that you need to have time to sit down and watch, because and really pay attention yes. to because it is a puzzle of a movie. Yes, like if you watched if you've seen but Rick, if, not an annoying. If you've puzzle. seen Rick and Morty, the one with uh, Scary Terry, it's pretty much that, but with a lot more action. <laughs> a lot more action and a lot more puzzles to solve and trying to figure out how, like. That movie is a perfect representation of what I was talking about with um, good filmmaking, making you use your imagination to figure out what happens next. They're not going to have an they're not going to have an Inception two where you find out if the tops, you know, stops spinning or not. If you find out if he's still in a dream or not, so it, you leave it up to your imagination. Like you saw it starting to like fidget a little bit to where you think it's going to stop spinning, but that's where it ends, and you're just like, what happens? Is he in a dream? Is he not in a dream? What's going on? So that's 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 what I I like. So all right. Let's see. What's our You want to talk about Patreon, Garrett? Uh yeah, we'll uh, give it a little break here. Um so like Trent said beginning, uh I'd like to thank our one and only uh true MVP of Critically Awesome, Crit- uh Cameron Mackey. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Uh, your $1 goes a long way, buddy. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, thank you for that. But um, if you want to be like Cameron Mackey, uh, which you know a lot of people want to be like him, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash critically awesome. Um, and that will take you to our, our, our Patreon page. And that's where you can uh, support the show. You can, if and what do you, I mean, you ask, what does uh, a supporting show get you? Um, well, it gets you more, better quality episodes. Um, so you can either go to that link I just said you, told you, or you can go to our website, which is criticallyawesome.net. Uh, go to the support, uh, the support tab on our website and click the big red button that says become a Patreon. Um, and that's just the best way to directly support uh, the podcast. So we hope you guys uh, go there and help support us. It's right now the only tier we have is just a dollar a month, which is, I mean, it's barely anything, honestly. Uh, so definitely uh, go and help us out on that. 
and then we'll go back into uh, some of our updates here. Uh, got some podcasts or books or comics that we've uh, been listening to since our last episode. Uh, on our way up from Galveston uh, up to St. Louis, which was a long drive, um, Sarah and I listened to The Five Love Languages, uh, which is a really good book. Um, I highly recommend for anyone that just wants to, not even married couples, not even engaged, but just anyone in general who wants to kind of learn how to communicate with other people because, you know, everyone kind of accepts love in different ways and it's a really good book. I highly recommend it. We listened to, we we listened to it in the car, um, which the, the author also was the narrator uh, for that. So I definitely recommend it. Uh, Also Noble Blood. We listened to a lot of Noble Blood because Sarah really enjoys that podcast. It's about all the kind of tragedies and bloodshed that the monarchs and the, of the past kind of uh, had had and everything dealt with. Um, that's really good. It's a um, he the Aaron Mankey who is uh, produces um, oh shoot uh, Cabinets of Curiosity and Lore. He is a producer of that show as well, and it's it's a really good show. I highly recommend it. Um, and then Critical Role, I I actually have been listening to this so much that I'm not listening to any of my other p- podcasts that I usually listen to, um, just because these guys are so good. I actually just been recently, um, when I have time to do it really, I've been watching them on YouTube, because uh, they have a Twitch, they go live every Thursday on Twitch, but they get put on YouTube for, where you can watch the back uh, backlogs, and so I've been watching a lot of the episodes that I listen to while I'm when I'm doing my pod, when I'm listening on podcasts, is, um, and they're hilarious. They're even more, they're even more hilarious when you can actually see them and just watch their facial expressions and everything. They're they're really funny. I highly recommend them. Um, and that's about it as far as my podcasts and books that I've uh, watched or or listened to. How about you, Trin? So I don't really listen to many podcasts. Um, when I do, it's just the usual ones, the office ladies or, um, ear biscuits. Uh, but I also listen to, I, I watch streams and one stream that I really want to, uh, give a big shout out to is, uh, my buddy Blaine with tatted typhoon. I've been squatting up with him quite a bit and he's a uh, part of our little group chat that I've got with all of my little gamer buddies. And, uh, so tatted typhoon, he's doing a really good job. He plays apex legends and uh, he's he's starting to get a really good show going, and I, I, I highly suggest you go check him out on Facebook, Tata Typhoon. It's uh, spelled just how it sounds. Uh, I Bleed Gaming. I just recently become a top fan of his page, so that's kind of cool. He uh, also plays Apex Legends. It basically, if it's Apex Legends, I'm going to watch it because or in PlayStation 4 because, you know, that's what I do. And then, of course, my good, my good buddy Leo gets plays. So those are the... Those are the streaming services or streamers I've been watching on Facebook. So yeah, let's go ahead and roll on into our main topic, which is just a movie review. Yeah, just a recap of uh, 2019 of movies that we've, some of our favorite movies and TV shows that we have watched uh, this past year, uh, some of the biggest flops that we watched uh, this past year, and I know we kind of already talked about it, but also like our favorite episodes that we recorded. Um, and that's kind of like our main topic for this, uh, episode, uh, since, you know, it's still kind of the first couple weeks of the year of the new year. So, um, so Trin, what, uh, 
what was some of your favorite uh, <clears throat> movies or TV shows that you watched this past year? So, uh, some of my favorites were uh, The Rise of Skywalker. That was one of my favorite all-time movies that came out this year. Um, I love the dynamic of it all. It was it was great. It, it, great ending to a saga. We'll get more into that in a later episode. Uh, I, I love The Witcher. While, yes, it was very confusing and I didn't give it as high of a of rating as Garrett w- would have liked, I still enjoyed it because it was a beautifully shot uh, series. And I'm excited for season two that comes out in two years and really looking forward to seeing how the story continues. Also, Avengers Endgame. Hard to believe that that movie came out this year because it feels like it's been forever. Yeah, I know. But that movie did come out this year. And it's just, once again, a, a beautiful end to an amazing series and I'm really looking forward to the future of the MCU not only through the big screen but also through the small screen on Disney Plus uh another good one that came out this year it was a Netflix original called The Irishman and it had Danny De- uh, not Danny DeVito uh Robert De Niro uh Al Pacino it had it a lot had of old guys all star <laughs> yeah Martin Scor- Martin Scorsese was the uh, director in hang on let me pull up the oh, come on pull it up that's what she said um Joe Pes- uh, Pesky 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 oh shit I butchered that name had Ray Romano um there were so many people uh Jesse uh Plemons it was just Honestly, it, it's it's an old school gangster movie, and and you know how I am about old school gangster movies, Gangs of New York. Uh, That's a good one. There's, uh, there's, um, oh, of course. After I say that, I blank on every single movie that has ever been made. <laughs> Why does this only happen when we're recording? There's uh, Reservoir Dogs and and plenty more. There's there's uh, The Godfather, of course. Yes, Scarface, all those. It's it's that style of movie, with older, amazing actors. There's there's betrayal. There's love. There's there's everything that you need in a great mob movie. The Irishman. I highly suggest that. I gave it. I'm I'm giving it a good um, eighty five on the critical potato scale. It is amazing. I loved it. And then. My one of my favorite directors brought out a movie this year, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I got to watch it on my birthday with my best friend Garrett, and then later on had a surprise party, a surprise Quentin Tarantino yeah. party on my birthday. And uh, little did I know he was in it the whole time and kept. I guess he had to prolong me from going home, so he's like, "Hey, let's go to uh, 1984." So I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And so we we farted around there for a while while. My wife and a few of our friends got a surprise party together for me where I got blackout drunk and um, didn't throw up. But it was fun because it was a, a Tarantino themed party and I was very surprised on how well it was put together because I was like, wow, how do you how do you come up with a Tarantino, uh, Quentin Tarantino birthday party like that? But they all pulled it off. There were some people even in costume too. It was fantastic. Like, you know... I know it's late, but thank you guys for an amazing birthday in August of last year. <laughs> but uh, 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was an amazing film. I know Garrett probably thought. Yeah, the same it was thing. a good movie. I I but. think I enjoyed it more just because we don't get to go see movies together very mm-hmm. often. I think there's probably been a handful of movies. The last one I could think of would be Justice League, is when we got to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it, it was a good movie. Um, and we only hold ha- held hands for a little while too. It was great. His hands got his hands oh, got sweaty. It was too sweaty. It was clammy. It felt weird. Got done. <laughs> uh, Garrett, what are some of the movies that you loved in um, 2019? So uh, mine kind of looks like yours a little bit. Uh, the Witcher was definitely uh, one of my top ones. Uh, Avengers Endgame. I mean, it's a solid, solid movie. Probably like one of the top movies of this year in general. Um, Aladdin. Aladdin, which I don't know, Trin, I don't know if you've actually got to actually got to see this yet. I haven't finished it. I started it this morning, and I got to where the genie is um, under control of the Sultan or the yeah. of Jafar. Okay, so you're you're almost actually you're about three quarters almost the way through almost. Yeah, it's a great oh. movie, but like I want to finish it before I give any like real... yeah. Uh, but this this is probably my favorite remake that Disney has done. Um. They they took original and an original idea and then kind of spun it on its own kind of axis here and made a I think a new movie honestly like it it they added new things to it that the original did not have. Um, Will Smith. Well, that but also the, like they made jazz. They and made an actual Indian guy playing Aladdin instead of. Uh, well, they made Little. Jasmine definitely more of a power character as well, which I thought was great. Um, but it it's one of the solid. What's well, probably like the best remake that they have done, live action remake they have done. Uh, the Mandalorian, of course, uh, and Stranger Things season three was really good this year as well. I enjoy Aladdin, and I I like it so far from what I've seen. I love the spin on the genie genie that Will Smith did, but it's still, I don't know, it's still something off about it and I feel like I said it's a good movie and I'm not going to say it's the best remake yet um what I, would you say the best remake uh, is then I don't know I, I really like the jungle book I thought that was one of the best ones that they've done yeah but that's not Disney because it was more original yes it is although there's a Warner Brothers one too uh I don't I didn't like the jungle book one that much I loved it Thought it was great. Um, yeah, but that one's that one's already but, had live action ones made already of it. Yeah, but it wasn't through um, John Fa- or yeah John Favreau. I liked that one the most. But I don't know. I think I'm getting kind of tired of the the what we're getting from Hollywood. Are they still going to get my money? Of course. Am I still going to give them probably halfway good reviews? Yes. I'm tired of the. I want more originality. No, I, I definitely you know? agree. I'm just that's what. Of this past year, that's what I liked. So, it's a good one. Don't get me wrong. Uh, out of all of those that we had, there was only two that were really original movies, and that's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Irishman. And even still, The Irishman is just a another mob movie, and there's a ton of those. But it's an original, like it's an actual story written by Martin Scorsese, and you know, I don't know. It's just. And Stranger Things, that's another original, but it's, you know, it's a sequel and it's a series, but it's still an original, like, 
storyline. And so was well, The Witcher is, is off of a book, but it's something new. It's something refreshing. It's not a sequel. It's not a, a remake. It's not a another movie in a line of other movies that are basically the exact same thing. Man, I am really ripping into Hollywood right That's, now. <laughs> Sorry. You, you um, can be like, uh, what's that? Uh, Ricky, what's his name? Ricky something? Yeah, Ricky man. Have you watched that video? Man, that I was did. awesome. Okay, it. anyways, let's continue. Well, that's movies and TV. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, you know, I love the fact that he mentioned that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, and you're going to hear it first. Uh, Ricky Gervais did not kill himself, uh, <laughs> but he ripped into everyone. And did you? Uh, what was funny about that part was watching all the horrified faces of everyone in the audience, except for like you know Adam Driver, who was like, "Yeah, fuck me in. That's awesome." <laughs> but. Um, like Tom Hanks is an instant meme now from his like extreme insult. Like he got insulted extremely bad. Um, huh. get up there, thank you God, thank you agent, and get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, they need to make Ricky Gervais a uh, Walmart greeter now. Yeah. Um. So, what are some of your uh, twenty nineteen flops? Some of the movies that you've watched this past year that were just like total flops. Well, I didn't really have any ones that were like total flops. I did have some, like some that didn't really meet my expectations. Um, I guess I was a little more open-minded this year with movies and stuff like that. But the one that I put down was Godzilla King of Monsters, and I can't really give that one an honest opinion because I've only seen most of it. I haven't seen all of it, but I have seen most of it. And um anyways, uh and I would also say Captain Marvel as well because that one was was a good movie, but it was predictable. Very rushed. It felt and like it felt like it. That should have been. There should have been two. There should have been two movies. Wasn't very big. Yeah, but her character development wasn't very good either. No, and they shouldn't I agree. have like rushed her into to be in front of Endgame. Like her movie was shot after Endgame was shot, which is what 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 really threw me off. Like. Marvel was trying to catch up to the DC for once and put out a female-led superhero movie that was badass. They have a badass female superhero movie with... Oh, they have a badass female superhero in Captain Marvel. And they have tons of other female superheroes in uh, in the superhero... in their Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wow, that was a lot harder to say than it should have been. But, yeah, so... Other than that, you know, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, so mostly because of all the bad reviews. So, you know, that there's not much on the flop side. Uh, so, anyway. Yeah, I would agree with Captain Marvel. Um, it Honestly, in her her position on uh, Endgame uh, was really not that important, honestly. And it didn't feel like that because we didn't, we didn't get a really good story with her. We didn't really get a good bond with Captain Marvel because during the whole movie she was gone. I mean, most of the time in that movie she was gone, and so it it just didn't feel like like you really cared about her that much. And that's what I felt like. That's why I thought it was a really big flop for Marvel. Definitely. Well, not only that, but they hyped her up like hardcore. Yeah, and then she was just kind of like a like. Almost just kind of like how like Superman would be, where he comes and saves the day just a little bit, just at that last moment, essentially. 
mm-hmm. you know, and it, I don't know. It, it, we'll see what happens, I guess, with her second movie. If they have, I don't know if they're, they've slated one or not for her, but I'm sure they have. I think they have. I'm sure they have, but I, I just didn't like it. I just, it, it was all right. Um, yeah. And, uh, another flop for me was Lion King, the remake of Lion King. Um, I didn't like it at all. Um, it, it's, I think it's one of those things that, I feel like it probably shouldn't have been made because, I mean, it's essentially not... The live action really is not... It's just more live CGI. Um, yeah, it's not an actual live action adapta- yeah. adaptation. It's another cartoon Yeah, assen- with better graphics. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's like video game graphic, like, live. Um, but it just it didn't have... It was not that good. They... they Changed a lot. I mean, you can't you can't beat Jeremy Irons as freaking Scar, um, you know. And it just it it was all right. It was actually nothing all right. It was horrible. I'll be honest. It was just I'll horrible. I'll give you a, a better honest opinion after I watch it on the twenty eighth when it comes out on Disney Plus. Yeah, let me know on that. Uh, and then, like Triton said, uh, Game of Thrones. Um, it what it was leading up to all this big thing, and then it just flopped on the end of it, and. Um, the Double Ds, they had time, like, uh, HBO was willing to give them 10 episodes, and they were, they were just done with making fan fiction for, um, George R. R. Martin, which I understand that, because they wanted, they made their, they started this, this, uh, project because they loved Game of Thrones, and now they were in the, in the point now where they were doing fan fiction, essentially. Um, and... It just it it flopped on the end of it, and yeah, but they could have done something better, like it given us what we yeah, wanted. Yeah, but I mean, they've been at ten, 10 years now. I mean, it's you know it it's it's hard to do something when you lose that luster you you know or that 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 love that you had for it. Now you're actually making stuff that you because you, you started into it that you were making like you were making something because you really enjoyed the source material. And now by, by season five or so, or season six, that's when they started to have, have to make their own storylines because George R. R. Martin didn't have any kind of create. You would think that that kind of like creative freedom that you have, plus working with the author himself would give you more incentive. No, but not necessarily because that means they're, uh, anything that they do could be outdone by the books and so it's going to be outdone by the books anyways well now yes and but it you also have to kind of try to follow some of his his uh points that he had and so it's it's kind of hard to do that uh so that's why i thought it was a big flop as well like i said i haven't watched that season yet so we'll see you later Anyway, any closing thoughts, uh, Garrett? Um, uh, if you got, if anyone out there wants to be uh, on one of our episodes of Critically Awesome, hit us up. Uh, we'd definitely love to have you on. Um, you know, just let us know on that. Or if you want us to be on your podcast, definitely hit us up because we would absolutely love that. Um, we we really want to be on some other people's uh, podcasts just to kind of 
you know, just to do something different. It'd be awesome, I think. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. I would enjoy that. Um, I don't really have any real closing thoughts. Experienced some technical difficulties while recording this episode, so hopefully that turns out okay. Um, anyway, uh, go ahead and uh, come on out to or head on over to criticallyawesome.net to find things all critically awesome if you want to get a hold of us. Um, it has a direct link to our Facebook and Instagram and email. Uh, but if you want, uh, email us at criticallyawesome2015 at gmail.com. Or you can find us on all of our social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, we also have a uh, Twitter that we don't use, but, you know, it's there. Um, and also, for your uh, listening pleasure, for your ear holes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and more. Uh, anyways, uh, anything else, Garrett? Uh, nope. I think, uh, just hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, happy new year, uh, 2020. Uh, this is definitely going to be a pretty good year. I feel like for uh, critically awesome. So definitely stay tuned. It's going to be a critically awesome new year. Uh, yep. Uh, once again, yes. Thank you guys so very much for an amazing 2019. We look forward to giving you even better content in the year of 2020. I tell you what, we've got a huge slate set out in front of it, in front of us uh, for some great original content from us. We are really looking forward. Some of it was stolen, but at the same, but we also have some original stuff for you guys as well. We're really looking forward to presenting that to you guys, and uh, hopefully, our biggest episode yet can be shot sometime next season. So yeah, let's hope. Anyways, <laughs> um, guys, I am Garrett. And I'm Critically Awesome. And I'm Trent. And I'm Critically Awesome. And we'll catch you guys next time. Remember, guys, stay awesome. Bye.